0: When I when I meditate and, and like am really really in it, I like <laughs> I've been thinking lately that I can't tell if I'm like completely. I don't know what I'm looking at. If it's like a reflection or something, I always get a little orb. It's like right here. It's like, right. <laughs> that's a demon. <laughs>
1: I think that's a demon. Rock. The beings I love are creatures. They were born by chance. My meeting with them was also. I have to imitate God, who infinitely loves finite things. Stars and blossoming blossoming fruit, trees, Utter permanence and extreme fragility give an equal sense of eternity
0: how will people know that you're the one speaking how people know that i'm polish (laughs) polish plosives yeah are we recording we're recording okay new season new mic stands (laughs) yeah is this a new season no we just talked about that recording the other episode yeah yeah i don't think it is really I don't think we do seasons. A yeah. new season would be us like traveling to like Switzerland and and Romania to like uncover the yeah. dark secrets. Yeah, to visit the gothaeonum. Yeah. I feel like I need I I don't know. I need to have like another bite of my toast or so. Feel feel free. Yeah. Well, ASMR never hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a great one. Mm. Great great bite, man. (laughs) Thank you. It was good, ride. Peanut butter is so disgusting. (laughs) Does it sound crisper today? I feel like it sounds like a little. It does sound pretty crisp. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's the mic stand. It's the mic stand, yeah. Yeah, so. (laughs)
1: Finish chewing. <laughs> so <gross>.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's that girl in your coffee cup? I don't know. Isn't she beautiful, though? Uh-huh. It's my favorite coffee cup. I found this at a thrift store. And it's very clearly like someone took an image and then printed it on, onto the cup and then like got rid of it. Yeah. But she has like this unearthly beauty. Yeah. I feel like I haven't really looked at it until now. and And, um, She looks like an alien. Yeah, she does. I I think until now I was seeing it as some kind of like um, Renaissance art or something, but... I can tell now that it's, like, yeah. just a girl from the 70s. It's a, no, it's a photograph. 1991, 26, 94. Oh, 94. Yeah. It oh, like so that. it's, like, really... It's really just a girl. Yeah. This is a low-key <laughs> angelicism vibes. There's <laughs> an but, angel in my cup. I'm going to have to put a put an image in the slide deck now. Certainly. Don't touch my cup. (laughs) That's how I feel about this one. Red solo cup. I lift you up. (laughs) Let's have a party. Prepare to party. Is it prepare to party? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So how, um, so how have you been? (laughs) So. <laughs> uh better than last episode yeah I've <laughs> been better the last few weeks yeah um although I was, as i was telling you uh there were a few there was like a post thanksgiving kind of uh yes thing where i like i felt like real like adhd effects yeah so i decided like hmm, maybe i'll take some of this vivans i was prescribed yeah I just like sucked for like uh, for like three days. I took five hands. Yeah, and that's like it just like felt like pretty bad. Pretty how bad. <laughs> how do you um, how do you feel like ADHD shows up in your life? Because uh, I feel like people have different experiences with it. Definitely, I mean, yeah, because because it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> it describes like a probably like social spiritual like yeah. biological yeah this is like, like some spectrum exactly yeah. um mine is like mine is very much like uh as soon as like i can't i can't like hold on to like a like a a list of like Im- unless i'm like very careful like yeah. a list of like, like a hierarchy of like th- things being important yeah is like impossible to maintain in my head so like as things come up like (laughs) it will like take precedent yeah which you know like it's like oh i gotta do this now yeah 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 so it's kind of like that type of thing which can get a bit overwhelming to the point where i just like don't do anything yeah it kind of becomes like a depressive spiral yeah which is like pretty you know if it's started by something else it can like pretty easily lead to just like yeah a near like catatonic state like i'm functioning but like i'm not like meeting my own needs yeah my best my best friend in college had pretty severe adhd he was prescribed dexedrine but he didn't take it every day he took it like as needed yeah to do work and stuff like that and uh it, he was like i mean you you kind of talk this way too but he was like even more circuitous with his with his like and he loved to like debate and argument yeah so he would like if you got into a debate with him he would end up like giving you like the entire like economic history of like <laughs> keynesianism or some shit like while like, he was off like well he a dream would, no not even like just oh. <laughs> like a po- yeah a po- possibly off the dexetrine yeah <laughs> but like even just in his normal because i was just his thinking was just very like oh here's another thing i have to delineate oh here's another thing yeah so then it's like it's like it's like great to have conversation with someone who like thinks that way mm. um but it's but it's like it's one of those things that's just like I know that I think I said this to our friend the other night when we were talking about ADHD. It's like the reason I know it is real, even if the like medical definition of it is, is like fucked. Yeah. Damn, I cussed. Yeah. You know, cussed December. <sighs> even if the medif- medical definition is um is uh screwy yeah. is uh that like I don't relate to it. Like I it's, like, foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that there's, like, a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not... It's definitely not fake, but I don't think it's, like, a... Yeah, like, some kind of, like, med- medicalized condition. I think it's just, like... Yeah. I think it would be, like, fine if we were, like, s- still, like, hunter-gatherers. Like, I do subscribe to that kind of, like... Oh, yeah. I'd just be, like, doing different tasks, you know? Yeah. I'd just be, like, looking out, you know? <laughs> like, but, yeah, for the past couple of days, I've spelt... I felt, like, pretty, like, spiritually bankrupt, which is, like, the, you know, result of of coming down off those, those beans, those beans, and they, like, also, yeah, no, it's just, like, I just don't think they're good. Yeah. I don't think they're good. They're, like, they're useful for, like, a very limited, yes, you know, subsection of, like, things in my life. Yeah. But no, I mean, amphetamines are amazing at doing what they do. Um, mm-hmm. There's a high cost. There's just a high cost. That's the way I see it. There's an extremely high cost. Yeah. I literally had like never as like a, as like a person who's like done like deep dives into, into my like, he's done the research consciousness. No, just like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, inner, yeah. inner work. Yeah. I, I have never, experienced a substance that like felt so like directly like demonic yes uh no absolutely and we've talked about this i've I've used two different types of amphetamines uh brands uh concerta or i call it concerta because <laughs> i think that's nice um yeah. and and vivans and when I used Vivans. Like I like I, that you soften the S at the end, by the way, because I've always called it Vivans. Vivans? I think that's probably right. Vivans. Vivans and Concerta. Vivans. <laughs> uh But I noticed with 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 uh, Vivans that, like, that it, uh, my experience of it was that, like, both of them. My experience with amphetamines is that, like, my I'm a I'm a bit of like a head in the clouds kind of person. Yeah. Um, you could say like my uh, you know, we could talk we could talk crown chakra. Like, I'm I'm, my shit's like a little bit like higher up and not grounded. Where where my mind hangs out. Yeah, it's like not very grounded. And I am a Martian, (laughs) as Lil Wayne said exactly. Um, um, but they, uh, the amphetamines like feel like they force, they force like the spiritual, like my, my inner, you know, soul or, or etheric body or whatever. Yeah. It feels like it forces that into like a more like material focused like situation or like, yeah, just like point of view or, but it feels like it forces it there instead yeah. of like, there are times in my life where it just happens because I'm, like, interested in something and, like, focused. Uh, and when it, when it pushes it down, it almost feels like it brings with it this, like, really horrible, like, dark anxiety, like, death feeling. Like, nearness of death. Yeah, the death. <laughs> yes. Yes, the presence of death is is close at hand on amphetamines. And that's what makes it kind of sexy, But in a bad way. Yeah. Like, anyone who's done meth knows the feeling of, like... Basically, like, this, like... Yeah, this, like, basically, like, demonic sex drive that feels, like, directly linked to something that's, like... On the... Like, just on the other side of some kind of dark veil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not necessarily inherently sexual, but I'm talking about, like... I don't know. Eros or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really it's 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 stimulating your nerves, yeah. that's for sure. When I took amphetamines, I mean I fell in like amphetamines were the first drug that I like fell in love with. Um and I felt like I was like have you ever read like William Gibson Neuromancer? Yeah. It's kinda corny, but like the whole thing about like <laughs> like jacking directly into the, like, into the, like, zeitgeist. Yeah. That's how I felt. Um, that's what I felt amphetamines were doing for me. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I still think there is actually something to that. Um, but, like, basically, as with, like, all the stuff we discuss, it's, like, you're basically, like, dancing with demons. And, like, the demons might, like, reveal something to you. But they're also gonna give you like a big dose of like of like delusion as well. Oh yeah. So you're not like and eventually with amphetamines I would always come out um you know. I mean basically with writing, like I, I became I became completely reliant on amphetamines for to write. Yeah. I used to do music like music journalism, you know, and there was a point where like I couldn't I couldn't even write like an unpaid music review without going to Walgreens and buying a Benzadrex inhaler <laughs> and dropping the, the cotton that tastes like lavender into my coffee and then having like a, like a hor- horrible, like meth high for like an hour and a half and then like a three hour come down. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, and it's like really, really what it is for me, um, and I don't think this is quite the same for people with ADHD because I think there is something, some different response. I've witnessed that. Yeah. But for me, like, really amphetamine, like, one of the side effects on, on if you look on Adderall, like on a prescription bottle, it literally says um, hubris. <laughs> literally it says hubris like that's not a side effect like that's yeah like that is a like spiritual condition <laughs> like, literally. and like that's what it is for me I, I realized over time It was like i just i just don't trust myself like i don't i don't believe in myself yeah. and and like amphetamines just that's all they do is they yeah. just make they just um make me believe in myself synthetically it's like a chemical pact or like a chemical possession yeah (laughs) you're just like accepting yeah like (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah i i felt that um i felt that like post-thanksgiving like kind of deflation as well or just like a i mean i feel like the last few weeks after the (laughs) after bastone we're we're kind of honestly like triumphal yeah. Like, we had, like, we had the party, and it was it was really wonderful. Um, it was. We don't have to We can maybe talk about that later. Um, but I just, I don't know, I was feeling, like, a lot of love and just kind of a sense of awe around, like, kind of, like, how different things are this, you know, now. Yeah. From, like, a year ago. Absolutely. Um, and then for, you know, various reasons that maybe I don't have to get into, like being at home was weird. And um, and I, I came back and I um, started experiencing these like pain symptoms mm. that I haven't felt for like a long time. Um, I don't I don't know. I've, I'm like self-conscious talking about this because it's like I don't know. It makes it's a little embarrassing. But I have like bladder pain. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel like I'm like a 75 year old man. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I've told you the story that like, you know, I had like a, I forget what the procedure is called, but like basically they like looked inside my bladder with a scope mm-hmm. and, uh, they were just like, doctor was just like, yeah, like you just like, you just like stressed out. Like you just hold too much. You just like your, your pelvic muscles are like always tensed. Mm -hmm. So like you, that's why the, the walls of your bladder are like literally like hardening because you need to like chill out. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, that was when, you know, I had that happen when I was like not doing that well. And then I haven't had any of that pain for like about a year, uh, maybe more, but I had some come back this week, like right after, right after going home for Thanksgiving and coming back. And, uh. (laughs) It just like, it's crazy how like all, all consuming, um, like pain, can be. Yeah. How it's like, I mean, it's not that it's excruciating or something, but it's just like, You're, you it, just like it. it just like it just like rips you out of, the moment. Yeah. And it kind of obliterates like, just like tests like, faith, trust, um, all that stuff. So I don't know. That's been kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I'd be doing like stretching that. exercises. I'm like massaging my abs. Yeah. Like doing like uh, what's that yoga one where you like lay on your back and basically like happy like, baby. Go like no. sp- yeah, like happy baby, <laughs> <laughs> happy baby, yeah. and the other one where it's like, you know, you basically go like spread eagle. Like mm-hmm. bow legged like yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, have you ever had chronic pain? No, I always thought it was like the lamest it's I feel like pain is like <laughs> <laughs> look at that, just the timing of that was perfect i, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like, I don't know this is this is gonna sound shitty, this is gonna sound shitty, but like when people I feel like pain, chronic pain almost became like an identity category in like the late years of like kind of like you know that kind of way of conceptualizing things and i always thought that was like i don't want to say the lamest one but i always felt a sense of it like um more tenuous as an identity because pain is like literally so like i mean it's like the i don't know the first noble truth of buddhism mm-hmm. is like suffering you know, yeah. shit like that but there is like um have you ever have you ever heard of elaine scary yeah the body, in pain. The I body re- and I pain i read that yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you so you know i mean shit what's that all about <laughs> <laughs> i only <laughs> i will i will admit i read yeah i just read through the uh the torture section okay and didn't get much further because it disturbed me. Yeah, it's very disturbing. I have, like, a very... Uh, Basically, she says yeah. that pain, like, unmakes the world or something like that. Yeah. And that pain is... Doesn't she say that pain is the is the one thing that's truly untranslatable between people's experiences? Something, something it's, it's like that. It's like completely incommunicable. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think there's... I mean, there's something both true and untrue about that. It depends, like... I think if it means pain in the lit- very literal immediate sense um then yeah but if it means pain in the existential or experiential sense then like actually it's like completely universal yeah right definitely um maybe that's the maybe that's what she's saying I don't really remember but then I was also thinking about how like you know there's all this as we learn more about um you know, brain chemistry and stuff like. And and I don't think it, you even have to take the like biomaterialist standpoint to come to this conclusion, but like pain is like signals. Um and that's that's really crazy to think about how like like pain doesn't even necessarily correlate to like something being like wrong, being like wrong. Yeah. Like it can literally be like that's like what like pain disorders are like um fibromyalgia. Yeah. It's just like your body's like threshold for sensing pain has become hypersensitive. Yeah. So, so you're just letting like letting you know like it's like just letting you know. Yeah. Like, like something's <laughs> it's wrong. Like your body's become like a hypochondriac. Yeah. No, literally. And I I think that that's where it becomes like all like actually like a spiritual condition like mm-hmm. I had a um, I don't do I don't even need to say this anymore but I don't do drugs anymore, but the last time I did, um, a little bit of acid, I had an experience where I was just, like, I I got really uncomfortable for a while, and then I, like, had this, like, intense moment of revelation of just, like, like, understanding that, like, pain was, like, a, was, like, something that I was conjuring yeah for myself in a sense yeah like you know um and just i was just, i was just like i'm going to decide to stop no there's that de- <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had i've had many moments of that that mm-hmm. kind of like sit it's it, you know <laughs> it's probably one I of like, the it's probably one of the like fundamental psychedelic experiences or something yeah you where know? you like come out of it just like oh like my pain's gone for like a while you know yeah or, like, you know, I've had, like, my, my tinnitus, like, go away. Yeah. For, like, days. Yeah, things like that. Where she's like, actually, I'm just, like, not gonna be having that happen. My mom calls tinnitus, tintinitis. And she says that that's how her doctor pronounces it. <laughs> <Tintinitis>. <laughs> I was like, like, like I literally, like, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, Tintin was the first person to have uh, tintinitis. <laughs> that's why we call it that. You know, also, on that note... um, when you were talking about something about hierarchy of needs, I was, um, I was in a setting the other day where someone said, mistakenly said the phrase Mao's hierarchy of needs (laughs) without realizing it. Like they didn't miss a beat. That's perfect. I I was like, that's so cool. What do we think Mao's hierarchy of needs are? Uh, like sacrificing, uh, Sacrificing st- shop owners. Yeah. Um rentier. Uh, yeah. Like um, the elimination of all rentiers. Yeah. He really liked swimming. Mo mm. he would swim like two miles a day or something like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> um yeah. I don't really remember what we were just talking about. Pain. Pain. I asked you if you'd ever had chronic pain. I said no, but honestly I have. But it's always just in this way where I don't even like categorize it like that. Like yeah. I my right shoulder has had like like behind my scapula has had like pain for years. Yeah. But it like goes away, uh yeah. if I like take care of it. Totally. I feel like there's certain kinds of pain um that I mean, to to a certain degree, pain is pain, but there's certain places mm. where if you have pain, it, it like, it like freaks you out more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think about <laughs> like, if uh, I have a, if I have a like injury in a muscle, it's kinda I can like, deal ah. with it. Yeah. yeah. Toothache, that freaks me out. I yeah. don't know enough about teeth. Yeah. To make like a determination. Yeah. You know, things like that. Um, When yeah. I was getting treated for pelvic pain My physical therapist gave me a book called The Headache in My Pelvis <laughs> <laughs> The Headache in My Pelvis? <laughs> yeah Like a children's book? No, it's like It's like literally a, a book about pelvic pain Which I guess is very common I mean, I believe it. there's a lot There's a lot down there Yeah And there's just like a lot of like I mean, people carry a lot of like tension in like their tailbone area, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, you know, that's where I get like tight. Hit. That's where I start to get like Reich pilled. Oh yeah, because I'm literally yeah. just like I just like need to, you know, <laughs> have like have like a uh, happy, healthy sex. Yeah, yeah. Like I must be I must be perverted or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like ten yeah. coiled up, yeah, ready to explode. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about like. My experiences with Amine with mm. like pain and stuff like that, Yeah. Because I feel like I care- can't explain what Amine is, yeah, so i i <laughs> Amine is like a bodywork technique, um I'm really not sure like how it came about. it seems like it's like it's kind of like a new age like Australian, yeah like kind of system, yeah. Is uh, it related to Reiki at all? I don't is it think so. Of different origin. I think it's of different origin. It yeah. seems like it's Australian. Um and there aren't like a lot of there are like practitioners in like California and like Minnesota here. Yeah. There are like two practitioners here. Yeah. Which I was linked up with one of them. Yeah. Uh Noah. Shouts out Noah. I don't know his last name. Yeah. Um. But it's basically like I I honestly don't know what what it has to do with like uh, any kind of like reiki or like kind of I don't know much. I have about no my idea word. what it is. I literally didn't know going in. I just watched videos online of of they this. do touch you in amine though, right? Yep, yeah. yep. So it's it's kind of like what it is is kind of like acknowledging that that your body and like pain and emotional pain and blocks and stuff like that are all, like, physical... Can, can all be, like, accessed, like, physically. Yeah. Or, like, will be stored physically. Which is, like, definitely, like, true to a certain degree. Like, I mean, you can feel, like... You can feel it. But um, has also become, like, pop... Like, pop physiology to a degree where it can start to sound like... Like, yoga teachers will say it. Yeah. Constantly. Definitely. Yeah. And I do I do think that there is, like, a certain degree of, like what Amine does, which is, like, it'll, like, you, like, go in and there's, like, a lot of, like, sound work, too, at least yeah. with, with Noah. He's, like, a trained... He's, like, a trained singer, you know? Does, like, lots of, like, chanting type stuff. <laughs> uh, but we we'll, He's singing, like... He's singing, like, Italian opera. <laughs> no, he's just, like, hitting, like... He sings notes. Ave Maria. That'd be crazy if he did. Uh, <laughs> that would uh but the so so what happens is like you know kind of like just like touch parts of your body yeah you know and just kind of like put pressure there while like doing tones Mm -hmm. um and i thought it was going to be like bullshit (laughs) um to be honest uh yeah i'm i'm a fit Again, I'm a fairly skeptical person yeah. when it comes to things like this. I I don't think that I could easily fall into like a cult or like some kind of thing because I I expect like results. Yeah. Or I don't expect results, you know. Um, but I went in and he's literally just like touching like kind of points on your body where like one might store a lot of uh emotional pain and stuff like that. Is it just touch or is it like is he massaging? Uh, there's like some massage and yeah. some of it is like, just like, Oop. like, like yeah. touch, like soft or like hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my, my experience of it was like very, was very powerful. I only did it two sessions, but like the first time, uh, basically up until the point that I was like, okay, this is like bullshit. Like nothing's going to happen. Uh, like as soon as. As soon as I thought that both times, like, I would feel like, almost like my my limbs were, like, on fire or, like, <laughs> electricity or something. Yeah. And then there would just be, like, he'd just be like, all right, like, now, like, I guess there's also breath work involved. But he'd, he'd just, like, be like, all right, like, you can release stuff now. Yeah. And I would just start, like, like screaming at the top of my lungs or, like, sobbing, you know, things like that, or just, like. Very clearly, be these like releases of like things that I kept pent pent, pent up, and it had become like pain. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, you know, I don't do that <laughs> normally. Yeah. Uh, I I don't. Never seen you do that. I'd never seen me holler yeah. like scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> <laughs> It would be just like, <laughs> like that video of the, like is that like Mari or something? Where the guy's like, I still love you. You know that. I video? I don't know. I do. There's a really good. There are so many yeah. good Mari, uh, reactions. Uh, DJ Rashad made like a song out of it. Yeah. That sample. Oh, that's that's yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like this insane like wave of of release yeah that like would frankly have really embarrassed me because i just had just met this guy yeah and he's just like pulling it out of me it's like yeah it seems like really like pre like pre this life stuff (laughs) <laughs> like that's how he was at the At the first, he's like, "Yeah, yeah it seems like prehistorical. Maybe cartel high up." Yeah, uh, he, was, he was just like, "Yeah, it did that didn't sound like this life. It yeah. sounded like you're just you know moving around some stuff, previous yeah. life stuff." And then like the second one, I was like, "I." He had me like crying like a baby, like yeah. literally like like really yeah yeah, <laughs> like I was just like I was like that is yeah it seemed like I was like yeah that seemed like i was like having experiences of like this is like of like feelings that i had felt as like a baby yeah that i just like stored up that kind of reminds me of our uh of our experience at the with the shaman in new york yeah yeah because you just like you're like it felt like we were like little boys yeah Maybe I wouldn't put it that way, but <laughs> I know I know what you mean though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went This is from the band episode. Um the circumscribed episode. Um but Hank and I went to the Russian and Turkish baths in New York this summer and uh I won't tell the whole long story, but basically we we did a uh plaza treatment, which is where they beat you with the branch. Mm-hmm. um in the russian s- sauna which is like uh, what was it like 2 215 the russian room the russian room yeah cuz they yeah. Had the, they had the sauna which was like right a regular sauna <laughs> the russian the room the russian room is literally just you're ba- they're just baking you they're yeah, baking you like in an granite oven. slabs yeah that that have been that have been heated in an oven overnight yeah. The entire room is basically a furnace. Yeah. They heat it up overnight and then they turn the fire off. It feels like the underworld. It's full of, it's full of like old, like men, like beating themselves and pouring water, making these sort of violent, silent movements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, we had a plaza treatment with this man who was like, it seemed like a probably like Siberian, uh, very quiet gentle man yeah who like i don't know he gave us this very mystical treatment that neither of us knew what to expect there was a lot of like ritual you know like at one point he like spun us around to like disorient us yeah um but then afterwards he like took us into this like he takes you into this like after you're a completely like pushed to your extreme limit in, in the hot room. Mm-hmm. Um and then you go in the cold plunge and then he spins you around <laughs> and then he takes you into this um what would you call that? Like a stall? It's like a corrugated steel corrugated stall. Corrugated steel stall <laughs> with a cot in it and it's dark. And he's basically just like just like okay, lie down. Um or something like that. And and but he like He makes you get naked. He makes you get naked. But at that point you're just like you trust this man because you can tell that he's oriented towards some kind of um some kind of limit experience that is has nothing to do with there's no ulterior motive no at all no there's like i I place absolute trust in this man like never having met him before it's just a purity definitely yeah yeah there's well there's something about him like taking you into the russian room i mean i already felt like i was gonna like i was at my limit like sauna wise and then he takes me into this this room that's even hotter yeah makes you lay down and then like you know throws a wet rag over your head so you don't like overheat and then he's just like whacking you with leaves and like bending you (laughs) to your like limits and every like 30 seconds he's like are you okay yeah, yeah. and it, and it's less like less like if you say no he's going to like be like all right like let's get out of here and more just like he's checking in with you, you for sh- you to say i'm okay i am okay yeah. yeah yeah he's like we he's basically saying like we're gonna get through this yeah yeah um he's like i don't know you at all but like we're in this together exactly yeah and i think that like i mean once he takes you into that that corrugated steel chamber yeah has you strip and like lay down uh then he he basically just like covers you in 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 mud in, in dead sea mud yeah uh head to toe like he's i mean he's like in between the toes yeah behind in the ears your joes, toes in between in, the joes yeah on your penis <laughs> yeah everywhere. fully, fully yeah. yeah and it like and and again i've never been I've never been handled by a stranger like this. Yeah. Complete like complete trust in it. Yeah. And it felt like so it felt like so uh tender and like good yeah. to have that experience like I was like this is like a very necessary like intimate experience with just like this it's, like it, 50-year-old Siberian man. <laughs> it felt like it it genuinely felt like like this is something that we're missing. Yeah. In our lives. Yeah absolutely like whatever this is yeah yeah like you know as as soon as he like fully covered me in mud he just like he like <laughs> tapped me on the forehead <laughs> like, was just you like, rest yeah he was just like he was like he was like no thinking just living or something like that yeah like, i think, think i think he said don't think just live don't think just live yeah went away when he came back he he then like proceeded to watt like you know like sponge bathe me essentially yeah um Like a baby boy, literally like a baby boy, like the he was like he was like getting my face and like the way he was like brushing my like bangs out of my out of my eyes, I was like I became like so emotional. <laughs> it was also just one of those beautiful experiences where it's like we see this man kind of like strutting around the 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 facility when we first get there and like don't really know his demeanor. You know, Russians famously don't, you know, um, don't do as much um, outward expression, facial expression as Westerners. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they aren't friendly. Classic, classic misinterpretation. Yeah. But like, we don't, we don't really know his demeanor. Um, He seems like he's a little busy, you know, but, but then it's like, it's like, it becomes clear that like, as soon as as soon as we're actually in like the ritual with him that it's like he's he sees this like as his vocation absolutely and and this is like a gift yeah like a pure gift to -hmm. you regardless of whether you paid for it or not like it is a gift yeah yeah he also knows immediately that you have not done this before (laughs) (laughs) yeah no absolutely (laughs) yeah it's great yeah dang yeah he said see you next time last time or i mean when it ended damn that's amazing yeah so we should go back of course yeah 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 that place is really really a gem i don't remember what exactly made me think of that but i guess i was just thinking about pain and and um i mean just generalized human suffering that takes on a physical form yeah and how like I don't think either of us are like, you know, I mean, it's really interesting. I feel like Tao Lin's Leave Society is like one of the first artistic works that I've ever seen explore this kind of um, uniquely 21st century, late 20th, 21st century experience of like searching for these sort of like alternate ways to like ultimately care for oneself Mm -hmm. But then being caught up in this like cycle of like renewed belief and then skepticism and disillusionment with like these, these bubbles of like, you know, healthcare cults essentially. Yeah. Where like such and such thing is the solution. Yeah. Um, but like I, in my life I have found, like I have gone through periods of like protracted intense depression and like debilitating anxiety. Um, And I have found that like treating them essentially as like matters of like the heart and of the spirit and of like, you know, my, my flesh, not just as like a medical object, but as like my like living flesh has been so much more effective than getting on antidepressants or like, yeah, which is not to say that I don't think antidepressants can be helpful, but it's just like literally like my ex-girlfriend um she was my ex-girlfriend at the time took me to yoga for the first time when i was living at home in like 20 i don't know 14 or something and like i like went through all the poses with her and it was like really hard and like i remember like being in shavasana at the end of the class and like realizing that it was like the first time maybe in my life that I'd ever felt like peaceful. Yeah. And just like being like, damn, like there's like a whole other side to existence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what the connection is, is that we're like, we're at this, like, I don't know if it's like, it feels nascent knowing, like the Mm -hmm. knowing, knowing the depths. Like I have a, I have an outline in my mind yeah from my researches yeah research <laughs> uh, from my research yeah. uh that uh of like the depths that this type of like thinking can lead you to yeah but it feels like we're at this nascent stage both of us of like trying to re- reject this kind of like rational material yeah view of like our bodies and pain and and what we're holding on to yeah and and delving more into like the immaterial yeah you know the spiritual as kind of like the focal points mm-hmm. you know where these things lay and like the things that we can do in order to kind of work with that yeah work with that pain um yeah i've been reading like a lot of this like kind of like heretic christian stuff not heretic but just like fringe christian stuff yeah and like i mean it's not even necessarily a fringe idea like saint paul writes about how like the f- the flesh is essentially like this vector through which the realm of the spirit is like revealed to you mm. where it's like it's like you you know your pain is like a you know it's like a accumulation point of um you know, doubt and, and like, absence, absence from, from, from wholeness. And then like, I don't know, existence is like this, this shit, I don't, I lost the thread there. Existence. <laughs> but like, you so, know, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't know. There's, uh, so I've been reading this Nikolai of Christian existentialism he was like a turn of the turn of the 20th century um philosopher um uh, lived in St Petersburg sort of like pre pre-revolution yeah and he he pretty like thoroughly rejected materialism um but he was like he's he's also like a in the scheme of the church like not a conservative christian at all because he basically rejects the the idea of God as being, so as this like eternal, uh, like sovereign, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the only way that the only way that God reveals itself is through existence, which is phenomenal. Yeah, as in like moment by moment, and therefore it's like only these sort of like pure creative acts of of, of freedom. Ultimately, like. And that's why that's why like we we're called to like participate in it in, in our like fleshly way. Right. Yeah. Um so I don't know, it's like interesting to think about pain as like you know, not being like ordained to you by God as I don't I don't think that I would think of it as like God is giving me pain or no, something like that. That can that can be very dicey. Yeah, way. that's I don't think that's I think that's where people get into trouble. Um but it's more like I, is, there's a question of like what can i do with this yeah 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 mm. i hope that didn't lead you lead us too far afield i feel like i was i don't i don't think so i'm i'm just trying to uh connect it with, i saw an with angle <laughs> yeah you took it <laughs> and i and yeah there's that kind of like uh i'm thinking i'm thinking Kulianu. i'm thinking that kind of like sense yeah and then, and then that kind of etheric body that the numa, the numa, yeah yeah i guess the etheric body is that's more that's more recent yeah that's a that's a more recent development in language i think isn't but, the etheric body a like um isn't it like a Gurdjieff or anthroposophy or probably something like that uh, almost certainly yeah i'm not i'm not sure yeah i feel like gurdjieff probably i don't know if he would have said etheric body i don't know gurdjieff at all he's like pretty like he's like pretty like matter of fact yeah <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> From everything i've read of him It's yeah. it's mostly just like like uh like common sense kind of like yeah i yeah. guess i guess i'm just i guess i'm just saying that like um i'm just gonna get some water or coffee can you get me a little more coffee too should let me read this uh this little quote from Berdyaev. this might not help at all but i i just want to read it um in the religion of the spirit the religion of freedom everything will appear in a new light there will be neither authority nor reward The nightmare of a legalistic conception of Christianity and of eternal punishment will finally disappear. It will be founded not upon judgment and recompense, but on creative development and transfiguration, on likeness to God. A new anthropology will be made known, and the religious meaning of human creativity will be recognized. Freedom will be perceived as its fundamental principle. The idea of God will be cleansed of its slavish sociomorphism. Some bits of idolatry have remained in the idea of God as self-sufficient. Only the idea of a sacrificial and suffering God yearning for another will overcome militant godlessness and atheism. (laughs) We must express the daring paradox of the knowledge of God. The affirmation of God with my whole being means that God exists. Human freedom creates God, and that means that God exists. Mine is a divine human creativeness the religion of the spirit is the expectation that a new human and humane sociality will be revealed radiating love and charity it is also the expectation of the revelation of a new relationship between man and the cosmos the process of the decomposition of the cosmos is nearing its end its final phase will be the decomposition of the atom it's kind of prescient given that he's writing before that Um before the the atom bomb. All this rests in the eschatological theme, in active in active eschatologism, and least of all does this mean an optimistic concept of the destiny of history. The discovery of light does not mean a denial of darkness. On the contrary, before the advent of the epoch of the spirit, man will have to pass through deepened shadow, through the epoch of night. We are living through the tragic experience of the despiritualization and devastation of nature, as it were, the disappearance of the cosmos, the discovery of physics, the despiritualization and devastation of history, Marx and historical materialism, the despiritualization and devastation of the mind, Freud and psychoanalysis. The end of the war and revolution has disclosed terrible cruelty. Humaneness is vanishing. <laughs> It is as though the creator has withdrawn from creation. He is present only incognito, a favorite expression of Kierkegaard. But all this may be understood as a dialectic moment in the revelation of the spirit and a new spiritual life. One must die in order to live again. Man and the world are being crucified, but the final word will belong to the resurrection. <laughs> so it's a little it's a little blood and thunder <laughs> at the end. Yeah. <laughs> But I like I like what he's saying about uh you know basically like I like what he's saying about how um basically it's like a it's an error or it's like a it's an error to conceive of God as like a never mind I don't know. <laughs> Respect. cut that part out. It's all good. I I yeah. I mean I I'm kind of I'm kind of rocking with it, but maybe not in the sense that you had brought it up. Uh I'm thinking I'm thinking more along the lines of this kind of like like the presence, like people often like search for like like what they can like feel is like what what is real. Yeah and like this kind of presence of like pain or suffering and things like that, it feels like it can go down this like (laughs) spiral of like affirming. Yeah, exactly. Despiritualization. Exactly. Um, whereas like what, what I've often experienced is this kind of like finding, finding that kind of like point, like, um. Like, you know, when people talk about like, you know, God being everywhere, or things like that, it's it's like just because something is infinite doesn't mean that it's like super present. Yeah. Um. It can be like infinitesimal. It can be like infinitely sp- small and spread out everywhere. Yeah. And if we're turned, if we're t- <laughs> we're going down a crazy path. If we're turned away f- and and we're focused on like yeah um kind of this uh uh you know we're using like we've we've what we've been taught if we're using what we've been taught which is like very like despiritualized. spiritualized yeah modes yeah um it can be like very very hard to like find that unless you you've like i think i think i'm picking up what you're laying down because i i, I think this is what i'm ultimately what i wanted to say but i mean this is like philosophy so it's like extremely hard to like render it in everyday language it's like highly paradoxical but it's like i think you and i are searching for modes of sacralization not in necessarily in the christian sense but just in the sense of like you know heightened heightened um attunement to The spirit. Yeah. That do not, um, that do not reify either existing knowledge or look for God as some kind of, um, permanent discernible doctrine. Like, and that's where like the new agey, like cultish stuff comes back in. Yeah. And, and that's where it's like, you know, we see people getting into like various figures of health with like cult of personality or like you know maybe you're really into seed oils or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like i think this this is maybe just a counterpart to like our general um our general task that we've (laughs) yeah assigned ourselves that it's like there there is a searching an attunement to that like infinitesimal thing you're describing that doesn't just seize on a on a particular incarnation of um of god of yeah. the spirit um but also isn't just like pick and choose like no right? spiritual but not religious yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know it, it just feels yeah it just feels like it's all all connected <laughs> real (laughs) it is yeah yeah did that make any sense I believe it did yeah I I, yeah it feels like uh, I feel like I feel like we're kind of like dancing around each other because we're like stating things that are like so like (laughs) close to close to you know the limit of our yeah we got we got a little heady yeah we're getting a little heady here yeah i'm i'm having a hard time like figuring out where to go yeah is what i mean yeah but do you agree (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like there is like a yeah because we're both of us are are i think extremely Skeptical of the kind of, uh, you know, these 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 kind of like, just like people being like, this is a path. Yeah. Like, this is our path. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I think that we're like very willing to like investigate. Yeah. Investigate things. Um, but it's, it's a, where do I want to go with this? That's kind. (laughs) Maybe there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Maybe we can just like talk about something else. Uh, See, I'm trying to link it to sauna. (laughs) Oh, we we don't have to do that. (laughs) We don't have to do that. (laughs) I mean, I don't even see it as investigate. I don't like. I don't investigate anything. I'm I'm personally not a researcher. Um, because I don't see myself as. I know there's people that do that, but like, I don't like see myself as being able to find out anything. I, 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 I respond to ideas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't respond to information that well. Hmm. Okay. I think, I think that, that this is a situation of me being uh, less articulate than I'd like to be because I don't, I'm not. I'm not thinking of it in that kind of way. I'm thinking of it in, like, uh, research in a way that's, like, our, it's, it's, it's purely experiential on our, on our, (laughs) like, I don't think, like, not, I mean, you've been reading quite a bit of, 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 like, you know, kind of, like christian ideas but i don't think that like your experience of it is like i got the information about like god <laughs> like no it's not it's like you're you're experiencing your your see it, it, it's like revelatory to you yeah it's not <laughs> it's it's like extremely defamiliarized yeah like i'm not even experiencing it as christianity as such yeah um which i probably you know the priest i talked to wouldn't like me to say but mm-hmm. i don't know maybe he would who cares exactly yeah (laughs) Uh. um yeah and when i say that stuff about like you know you know marxism and freud and shit like i i want to be clear that i don't like um i don't actually like blame those things um in the way that maybe other people do no for being you know desacralization or something it's it's just like um you know. It's a, it was an interesting moment, turn of the century. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're like they were like years very ago. necessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I think I think there's some like integration that needs to be taking place. Yeah. And I think that's like what we're what we're personally trying to do, not not like bring it, you know not do it for everyone we're not like you know gonna be no we're not gonna do it yeah we're not gonna do it (laughs) certainly not gonna do it i don't think yeah you might be well that's the thing is like i i i do have a bit of a a feeling that like one one can do it for themselves yes you know Mm -hmm. but this isn't like something where like just wait nick and i when we release our system (laughs) it will be the system yeah the final system (laughs) yeah It's not what we're doing here. We're just like, I have a belief that like, you can, you can uh, kind of do it for yourself. That's why, like, I'll come back to it. I guess that's why I really love Tao Lin's Leave Society. Is that like, and this is funny, because we can talk about how we read this book as a fr- as a book group, right? Yeah, with our friends. Yeah, and we had one friend in particular who hated the book, yeah. because he said that he hates. Well, what did he say? It was, it was like I hate people telling me like what to do. It was basically like that. What to believe? Yeah, yeah what to believe? Because Lee, the character that's like, loosely based based on Tao, in in the novel, like reads like cure tooth decay yeah. and like starts reading about statins and mm-hmm. but but like i see the book i mean so there's Talin, the person who is kind of like i think does go down some of the pitfalls of that kind of like Definitely. alternative health culture yes but Talin, the novelist i think created a one of the first truly like reflective works of uh reflective in in like the revelatory sense of like our you know generation or something yeah and that like that character is basically like going through these cycles of like internal untranslatable pain which which he like pursues some kind of um bubble of belief in order to alleviate and then gets like subsequently disillusioned and there's this kind of constant dance of like there's this kind of like constant dance of like of like am i like going against the mainstream right or am i just like delusional yeah am i just in or like in leaving society am i like curing myself or am i like retreating further into the hole that like is my like ultimate sickness exactly and that's like that's what's beautiful about the book is like the the attempt to like make meaning of that of that problem is i feel like just i don't know what like all of my friends are dealing with literally yeah literally everyone i know is yeah <laughs> is, is is trying to you know move away from yeah. like everything like it, it's funny cuz like uh i i see my I see myself as a little bit of a as a little bit of a, a contrarian or a rebel like I did like growing up. Yeah. And like uh just like by my nature I was like interested in things that like yeah were like, you know, yeah, you never listen to the strokes. Yeah. You I listen didn't. to the other band. Yeah. <laughs> I had to watch my indie rock documentary in secret the other night. You I don't have, have to watch it in secret. Well, I Maybe I it. could learn a thing or two, bro. <laughs> no, it's just like this is a digression, but like I had to watch it in secret because it's actually like lame. And the only reason you would know it was sick is if you like if you like look at it in this like zeitgeist development way and i like i was i would be afraid that you wouldn't be able to like see it in that context <laughs> so you would just be like why do you like care about this oh of course i of course i can see that context bro oh my god <laughs> but but all i tried to they, say they talk about the moldy peaches in that documentary that's crazy i've i messed with that song i, I could have done without the moldy peaches part <laughs> but anyways go ahead oh uh, <laughs> um but yeah no it's like it's like crazy how like how like all these people around me who are just like like you know for lack of a better word just like good you know good old like nice nice you know upstanding folks yeah are like into like in like frankly kind of insane like alternate health things yeah (laughs) absolutely just like testing them, you know testing them out seeing like how it yeah how it works which is like kind of awesome it's like i feel like it's like the best like the best possible like uh expression of like individualism yeah to be honest the structures of belief have have become like incredibly like frangible and plastic mm-hmm. in our time like that's what getting pilled is it's just like literally like yeah I, this is my like this is my life. I I yeah. can I can do what I want with it. Yeah, it's all it's about my experience. <laughs> yeah. Um. We were going to talk about sauna. Yeah, but maybe we should just talk about it after we sauna because I have to. Yeah. What time is it? Eleven thirty eight. So we've been recording for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just sauna tomorrow or later or something and yeah hit more recording cause I'm gonna I'm gonna be working tonight and tomorrow yeah. so we'll have to sound like. oh you're working tonight too yeah. yeah yeah we'll figure it out we can do we can do tomorrow yeah we'll figure it out thanks for bearing with us everyone I think I think this is a good, There's good conversation yeah, yeah me too
1: yeah time will come and time will go can I believe The things I know Been doing it a long time Guess I can again
0: Win or draw No chance to lose Picture cards Can't picture you But I can see you Like you are and I just
1: close my
0: That smells good. Oh, yeah. mm. some kind of crazy dream last night, too. I was like... I was teaching. And I found, I like, made some... <laughs> I made some, like, discovery about something that I was teaching. About some kind of, like... Because I, I, like, talk to my students about, like, the vernacular a lot. Mm-hmm. I made some discovery about like some kind of like language, group, like hidden language group that like, that like suggested that there was some kind of whole like hidden like vernacular language that like humans had been using that we like didn't, didn't know about until now. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like, influenced because I've been reading those Borges stories. Yeah, that's like what all (laughs) of those are. It is ironic though. there was a fire across the river two nights ago and Nick and I noticed that there was uh, a bit of shimmering happening beneath, beneath these beneath these lights across the river um, and I took the, the binoculars that I keep by the window looked out and uh, sure enough there's there's water moving with some force somewhere across the river into this big flat concrete area Um, yeah don't know what what they're going to do about it Chaga again what is Chaga supposed to do for us antioxidant Decide that that's okay, that we want oxidants. I don't think ever. Okay. That's like one that has that's staying power. Yeah, that's like why blueberries are good. That's why acai berries are good. You just never know. One day they're going to tell you about blueberries and you got to avoid them. Shit, I'm never switching up on antioxidants. crazy that you're going to eat peanut butter toast. Yeah. Um, how, how is that? <laughs> because we were I was eating peanut butter toast on the morning episode. Yeah, no morning episode. <laughs> now you're going to be eating it at night. <laughs> Kill yourself. To fish out bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, live electrocution. It's not recording, is it? It is. Oh, God. <laughs> picture cards can't picture you. I saw daylight in your eyes. It's too bad we're not a movie review podcast. <laughs> Why, because we could talk about Blaze? Yeah Yeah. Well I I don't want to talk about the movie, but I like Blaze Rest in peace, Blaze Foley That extraterrestrial country singer Are you gonna be reading from that? What? Are you gonna are you gonna be reading from that? No, that's that's you had it out here. Yeah, I'm I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm just... I, I have no plans to <laughs> I wasn't accusing. I was just wondering. Shit. Hank will be reading from Leave Society? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is this is Huga, cozy vibes, ASMR, post sauna, Hug H- Hoogie? Hug hoog, hoog, You mean like the, the, the Danish uh, word? Huge. <laughs> yeah. Hug. <laughs> when I was in Denmark with Mirko, he would always try to like speak Danish to people. And he would go, like, really hard Mm. doing the Danish, like, vowels. And they would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Not only do we speak English, but this is not how we talk. (laughs) No, he was doing good. He was trying his best. Does he speak Danish? No. He was just... He knew a few Danish phrases But Mirko is really like He doesn't lack confidence Certainly not So he'll just go ahead And just You know Just go for it I see Especially after a few drinks Mm -hmm. Should we transition Into a phase of of something real, a cute conversation. I was trying. I was trying to <laughs> <coughs> finish your toast. My, my toast. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. There we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, I'm fully plugged in. Okay. I'm fully ready to go. Awesome. How are you feeling post sauna? I'm feeling very good. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, glad we took some like kind of quiet, meditative time in there. Yeah. I find that I see. <laughs> I see a lot of guys. See <laughs> in the sauna. I see a lot of guys in the sauna. You know, talking, bit, yeah. making business deals. Yeah. When did you When did you first uh, take a sauna? I mean, probably when I was a kid was probably the first time I entered a sauna. Yeah. Do you remember it? I remember (laughs) the first memory I have of the sauna was at the Blaisdell YMCA. Then I went in there when we would, our our school would like cycle. And then you, like a couple times a year, you'd have a week where you'd like go swimming every day. Mm Mm-hmm. During the week. Yeah. Um and yeah, there was like in the locker rooms there there was a sauna. Did you did you associate it as with adults? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. because no, it like even I feel like sauna culture is like maybe kind of creeping down, but definitely seems like it was like an old person sport. Yeah. Like, not, not even just, like, a grown-up, like... No, I think, like, the 20-something-year-old interest in sauna is, like, a relatively newer phenomenon, mm-hmm. at least in, like, urban centers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was associated it with old men. Um, but my family in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, um, uh, my, my cousin Donnie, um has a sauna outside of his trailer. Um, And when we used to go up there in the summer and visit, he would always, he would have, he, he, he has it going every night. He's, Mm. he's he's literally, he's just like us. Yeah. He's just like us, but he's been doing it for, you know, Mm. 50 years. And, um, so like, the main we had this we have this main house up there that was my grandparents house, and it it was my grandparents house when I would go up as a child like they were still living there. And then there's this little path through the woods that would lead over to Donnie's camp. That's what they call their properties up there is camps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we would go down to go down to camp later, and it just means like we're going to go visit with the neighbors. Yeah. Um, but so we would like. The sauna would be going at night, so it would be, like, dark. And then we would walk through the little path through the woods, um, like me and my dad. And, and then go sauna with, you know, usually I was usually with, like, older men. Yeah. Like my dad and his cousin. And, uh, and then we'd go jump in, jump in the lake, which is connected to, it's like an inland lake off Lake Superior. And just remember that feeling of like jumping in the in the cold water after the hot sauna and you see the stars up above because they're really bright up there mm-hmm. and just feeling that like super intense feeling of like almost like like amniotic suspension in the in the cosmos like you're yeah. just like perfectly perfectly situated mm-hmm. like so calm uh, yeah. But then I didn't experience that again, you know, for a long time. And like, it's kind of funny how we, how we like converted to sauna heads. Cause like, when Joey, former roommate, was building the sauna, like, we were like doubting Thomas's. Mm hmm. <laughs> and we ate our words. Yeah. Certainly. It's yeah. become a great blessing in our lives. Yeah. I'm thinking about how <laughs> I'm thinking of your experience, and I relate to it. I'm like, <clears throat> but mine is like a much more like profane, like city, <laughs> like city, like yeah, experience of like, yeah, of laying down in a <laughs> in a kiddie pool full of ice, yeah, and water, and putting a frozen turkey on my belly, and looking up at the stars, and and feeling my body go into that kind of like shock. You mean like recently? Yeah. Okay. I thought when you I, meant when I a first child. started to experience it, no. Yeah, no, I first experienced it this summer. Yeah. That like, the really intense like cold. Yeah. Um, like plunge, as it were. Yeah. Not just like hanging out in the, with like the cold wind on our, on our bodies. But yeah, that, like, the intensity of, like, looking up at the stars and, and it just feeling like, yeah, like, so, pre- like, so, like, close and, like... Like, the stars are right there. Yeah. And they're just, like, speaking to you, almost. I feel like it's, like, it desituates you in, like, like linear yeah. <laughs> space-time, right? Yeah. That's sort of classical, psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's like, you know, kids like spinning themselves or like hanging out upside down. Like that can be like a a very like weird and destabilizing experience. I think you asked me about doing that recently. Like if I ever like would it if I ever like would pretend that like the floor is the ceiling. Oh, yeah. It's been, like, hanging off the couch or whatever. Yeah. And it's something that I, like, still kind of, like, will do sometimes. Because it feels, like, very, like, nice to be. Just, like, perception-wise to shift it, you know? Do you think that's what Tao Lin is talking about in Leave Society when he talks about getting YG's? I honestly... I never fucking understood what that was. It's, yeah. It sounded like he was, like... it's it sounded like he was making himself, like... It sounded like he was... Suffocate. Do, yeah, like when, when, when uh, the people... <laughs> like when the high schoolers were, like, choking each other out. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing. We but used like, to do that. But, like, he was just doing it to himself. You, yeah. used to, you, you participated? Yeah, we used to do that in middle school. Cool. It was yeah. really scary, honestly. Yeah. I always thought that, like... I always thought that I was going to die. You could have. It does feel like a little death. It was really crazy to see, like... <laughs> yeah, to, like, see the life slip out of my friend's eyes. <laughs> to just go limp. <laughs> and and then it's like, like, set him down, set him down. It's honestly, it's, like, where did that come from? And why were kids doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> like what, what drive is that? It's really dark. <laughs> it was really dark. But we were all doing it. I just feel so like mellow (laughs) I feel like too mellow (laughs) yeah I'm super mellow too it's too mellow guys (laughs) I feel like you can hear it yeah you can absolutely it'll be interesting to see what it sounds like side by side um can I give a little update please my pain went away yeah yeah Nice. Yeah. Do you think it was because you <laughs> Well, when did the pain start? It started um last Sunday. Mm. So not not yesterday, but like when you were prepping to go to when I was coming back from home. Oh, you were coming back from home. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sense. it lasted about through Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Yeah and then it got better at the end of the week. Interesting. Yeah. I think it was I think it was a brief flare up, but it's interesting how sort of obliterating it can feel in the in the moment and then it's funny cuz that stuff makes me so worried, makes me so fatalistic or not makes me but tempts me to b- become that way. Yeah. And then as soon as it goes away, forget about it completely yeah it's like that god i couldn't i couldn't dredge that up but you know people talk about like that that like entirely different life you're living when you're sick yeah because you are you're just like yeah it's a completely separate life and you can't even think about health no and then when you're healthy like you can't you can fear sickness but like you can't be in that mind state Mm mm-hmm I get really emotional when I'm sick for that reason, because I feel like I'm locked out of society, (laughs) out of the universe. Definitely. I'm like, is it gonna get better? Mm -hmm. It's like that. This is a terrible reference, but it's like David goes to the dentist. (laughs) I don't know if I know. It's like that YouTube video. Oh yeah. Where it's like, is this gonna be forever? Yeah. (laughs) When I. It's a good question. I ever tell you what I said when when they took my wisdom teeth out? No. I, uh, my my ex was there and and my mom. And I was probably like I was probably like twenty. Mm-hmm. It must have been like nineteen or twenty. I looked at them and I was just like, "They stole my beauty." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what were you referring to? Your teeth or the the feeling?" Mm-hmm. I I honestly I've been like trying to figure that out yeah. ever since. Like, what did I mean by they stole my beauty? Like, my <laughs> teeth weren't my like my 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 wisdom teeth. That's not correct. I feel like you meant. I feel like you were reacting to the feeling or something. Yeah. Maybe. I I i don't know having been like having... twilight sedation yeah that feeling of they stole yeah they like they stole like the the beauty my and, we, which is mine They stole the my experience to have yeah of this beauty which is which is like being on <laughs> nitrous oxide yeah <laughs> and coming off it on, on like painkillers well last time i had a a procedure um for my, um, I had an endoscopy they looked down your, you know, throat yeah. into your, what's that called? Esophagus? Mm hmm. And they gave me, um, I forget the name of the drug, but it's the drug that Michael Jackson got addicted to. Yeah. It's like a high powered <clears throat> anesthetic that is like in- incredibly short acting. Mm hmm. And, uh, it's, like, mostly, like, surgeons that get addicted to it. Yeah. Because they just dose themselves with it. Mm-hmm. But the threshold for, like, killing yourself is, like, extremely marginal. Oh, yeah. So it's really dangerous. It's a... but, but, but the feeling of, like, coming out of the hospital, like, rapidly coming off of a drug like that is, like, so... Of veil being lifted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so weird. And then there's, uh I told you this story already, but I feel like since I already unveiled that I have bladder pain, I might as well tell this story because it's kind of funny. But when I had, I had, uh they took a camera and looked inside my bladder and they, they wheel up this like, f- like f- caught in 4K, like HD camera. <laughs> so you could like see the inside. And like when they were like halfway up like into the bladder they like the doctor and the nurse both like pointed at this little hole that i could see on, on the on the camera screen and they were like see that hole nick that's where you ejaculate <laughs> i was like oh okay that's such, a, that's such a humiliating thing to do to somebody <laughs> it hum- wasn't even like it that wasn't even the tone of it though it was just like they were like, it was like you need to know this. Yeah, <laughs> like they were really enthusiastic about it. Seems like it might be something that should be like, I'm not solemn, but. <laughs> no, that's what was weird about it. Cause it was like, like we do this every day, bro. Like... Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like that. Was like there were like two salient. They were like two salient parts of it. It was like one of them was like him checking my bladder, and the other was him being like that let me point this out that's the hole where you ejaculate from Mm. (laughs) it was just a dark hole yeah just like cool yeah now i know yeah yeah i uh i was like thinking i was thinking kind of recently whether or not like uh Because, like, every time I get sick, I, like, fear that it's going to be similar to, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that, like, freaks me out about that, like, sick sick space is, like, the beginning. Yeah. When you, like, don't know what you're coming down with. For sure. You have no, it's, like. Yeah. (laughs) It could be anything. Yeah. You just, like, feel that, like, I am sick. Yeah. Coming on. Yeah, it could be fate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And as, like, someone who's, who you know, spent a lot of time in the ER as a child, like, I'm just, like, still feel that way. Still feel that, like, I'm, like, a baby, like, as soon as that sickness hits. Yeah. That's, like, not a state... Like the sick state is not one that like you like bring into you like are like growing into into adulthood where like the sickness no. like hits and you're just like like some some like living like a cold yeah can be like that. It yeah. sucks, but like you also do like You're not like integrating No, you're not being <laughs> sick. No. Yeah. No. So like every time it hits, I just feel like Oh, like, this is it. Like, you're, like, your brain is, like, functioning <laughs> like a child, too. Like, this is world-ending. Like Yeah. It's all, it's all gonna, it's all gonna happen. Dang. <laughs> you know that song? It, it took me to the hospital. They put me in a bed. I don't think so. I'll put it in the. Snip, yeah, we'll, so. we'll paste it over. Yeah. Be used to that by now. Something about the hospital man. The hospital man? No, the hospital comma man. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a hospital man, I'm a hospital man. <laughs> uh. I hate going to the hospital. Yeah. Sell them copay though, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time at the hospital. Well, I'm not talking about your insurance plan on the podcast. <laughs> that's
1: that's I all dare we do. Not call. <laughs>
0: I'm really, really in it. I like. <laughs> I've been thinking lately that I can't tell if I'm like completely. I don't know what I'm looking at. If it's like a reflection or something. I always get a little orb. It's like right here. <laughs> it's like right. <laughs> That's a demon. (laughs) I think that's a demon, bro. Yeah. Sometimes I felt, you know, everyone's got demons around them, but sometimes I'm like, this is like a reflection, and like, this is like my soul. Mm. That's how it feels. That's beautiful. Sometimes I wonder if it's a demon. (laughs) And one day it's going to, you know, dark side of the moon, like turn around and have like a nasty face or something. Yeah. It's just just like a perfect kind of like, looks like a pearl. Is it like colorful? Mm mm. No. Yeah. It has just, no color? No, it's like it's like it's like uh you know white. It's like every it's like everything. It's like all color. It's like everything. <laughs> yeah, it's my soul. If it's my soul then it's everything. <laughs> well, I don't bro. know what it looks like. Do <laughs> you actually see it or do you vi- like are you visualizing it? It's like it's like I <clears throat> 'cause your eyes are closed. My eyes are closed. Like I'm not seeing it in... It's not like floating in the room No 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 it's like it's it's in my inner space Yeah But generally Like This is crazy <laughs> Yeah I'm just trying to think about my experience of Sonic Yeah no it's I experience it's great. that a lot It's just like it's funny to think about someone listening to this And us being like Yeah I've been getting an orb Yeah <laughs> Oh uh, yeah there's yeah there's an orb. I mean it's been there, you know, a long time. Yeah. That's like that's its own thing, but yeah, I've been wondering if it's like kind of like ref- if it's like this kind of like reflective thing, because mm-hmm. if it was like me I wouldn't see it. You know. Unless it was like being reflected off something. Interesting I've been thinking about that a lot With you know Learning about Kind of that That inner mirror Yeah There's no way to really Experience yourself As presence Unless you're Insane Yeah Yeah (laughs) Yeah. That kind of reminds me Of this quote (laughs) Hit me with a quote bro (laughs) So I, I, think I, read, I think I read kind of a misrepresentative quote from this book before. This is another fragment from that Nikolai Berdyaev. Um, I guess this is from his book called Reality. Spirit is of God and to God. By the Spirit, man receives everything from God. And by the Spirit, man gives everything to God augments the talents given him, creates what has never been. The Spirit is from God. It is not like nature created by God. Spirit emanates from God, is poured in or breathed into man. But spirit is not only from God, spirit is also from primary, pre existential freedom, from the ungrund. The ungrund is it um, term that he's borrowing from Jacob Boma mm. and it means unground literally. So it's just like, it's like non-ground. Okay, it's like non. It basically, it's like non-being. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the Shrak Yeah, yeah. It's like, so like yearning to fill the void, that then results in more void, and then. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but... Herein is the basic paradox of spirit. It is an emanation of divinity, and it may give to divinity a reply that does not proceed from divinity. Spirit is not only divine, it is divine human, divine worldly. It is freedom in God and freedom from God. It is impossible to work out a concept of this mystery or to rationalize it. About this, only myth and symbol are possible. It just reminded me of what you were saying about how, like, you said, like, if it was you, then you wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... I've also been thinking of it... I don't have to pull out the quote. Yeah. But at the beginning of Endless Things, the fourth and final novel in the Egypt cycle... Yeah. Uh, Pierce Moffat, who—that's his name. The protagonist's <laughs> name is Pierce Moffat.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> who's who has been seemingly—I cle- mean, he's been cleared of a of a major possession hmm. a demon situation. Yeah, like writes a note that is. Is basically like I could like I can't possibly fill myself with only myself, mm. and I've been thinking about that. How like there is like <laughs> there is so much more inside me than than myself. yeah. yeah. I was reading about Nick Land today because <laughs> I have to talk about a man with a self yeah well or no self. maybe not yeah he's a demon (laughs) yeah well so i read this article by robin mckay who is the he's like the publisher of of urbanomic books yeah publishes a lot of that stuff um but i guess he was a student of nick land's when nick land was a professor at um Warwick University, in which is like in the Midlands, in yeah. like the middle of nowhere in England, and I guess like um, around the time that he was like you know involved in the CCRU and stuff, Nick Land would like tell students that he was like he was like an alien or a demon sent from the future to like destroy human society. So he would like, he would like literally literally say that (laughs) in lectures. And he's also talking about how he would like in lectures, he would like walk around the room and just like, just like step over like chairs in the auditorium in like the rows of the auditorium, like a, like a mountain goat. Like that's, that's the phrase that he uses. just like wandering (laughs) around the auditorium (laughs) and i guess he also like did this like he did this like performance one time at like a one of the ccru like art things where he just like um laid on the floor and um basically the idea that he was like being like possessed by some sort of like sn- snake entity <laughs> and he just like talked in this um like, extremely high-pitched voice, like, essentially, like, a demonic voice, and I guess when he started doing it, everyone was, started laughing at him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then, as he kept going, they all, like, they all, like, you know, stopped laughing. Because it was serious. Yeah. Yeah, I think about those, like, the, the, like, didn't they have, like, a house that they were... They operated cool. out of a flat in the spa town yeah. um, outside of Warwick after they were, because Nick Land started dealing amphetamines to his students. Right. So then the the university said um, famously, CCRU does not, has not, and will never exist. Yeah. <clears throat> that's kind of like a perfect, that's like perfect publicist, like, yeah, uh, publicist dream. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, they were like, Nick Lane was certainly possessed by a demon at some point because he was just like, he was hitting amphetamines. He was like drawn, he was drawn up like sigils and shit. Well, yeah, I guess like, so I guess like at the end of his like experimentation with like pneumogram stuff, he would just like spend all night at his computer, um, like shuffling between different numeric sequences. For hours on end, and never sleep and then when he would like when people would talk to him, he would just tell them about like his new findings in like in like numbers, <laughs> yeah <laughs> new findings in numbers, <laughs> yeah, um that was before he went like full you know right wing insane, whatever he is now, but I don't Bef- know before, yeah no i I know like i know it's before but it sounds like that was current you know what i mean well all of that stuff is latent in his early work too but he was nominally you know Mm -hmm. um, associated with leftism to some extent at that time but i don't i honestly think that once you get to that level of what (laughs) like that kind of thing there's no like there's no, like, leftism. Well, yeah, there's, like no, there's no, like, political... There's no, like, like ethic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just... That was, like, him, like, winding down, like, settling down, getting yeah. a family, just becoming a fascist. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, moving to China, becoming a fascist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah i don't think I don't think my orb is a demon <laughs> it's not no I've had experiences where I was like very clearly like there's there's a d- de- there's like i i wanna preface it but just like there's a demon here like demons within me yeah which I think most people have uh as I had stated before but I didn't really know what to do about it. So I just like, (laughs) I was just like, all right, like that sucks. um, Were you on psychedelics? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was on mushrooms. Yeah. I was like, there, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Sometimes I'll like ask questions like that. And then I was just presented with the fact that there was like, like a force within me that was like demonic. Yeah. It wasn't like physical. I didn't see like an. I didn't see like a face or anything. Yeah, it was. It was like this. Honestly, it had kind of like a hypnotic visual aspect to it, like concentric circles, Damn. and it was like this is a demon. And didn't seem any, like particularly malevolent, but it definitely seemed like it was like not benefiting me at all. Like, yeah. And it was not me and it's inside, you know, yeah. it has some sway over my daily activities kind of thing. Yeah. I was just thinking about that Alexander McQueen tweet right before he committed suicide. Oh yeah. What was that again? He says, can't stop thinking about these prolific demons. Yeah, and he spells demons really Does, weird. D e like a m o n. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it's like ba- Yeah, it's not Damon. It's, yeah, it's De- like... De- <laughs> like deacon. Yeah, demon. Yeah, rest in peace. I can't. Im- yeah, Alexander McQueen definitely had a lot of demons around him, being in the fashion world. Yeah. Pain, demons. (laughs) We started this intending it to be our sauna episode. Yeah. It's awesome that we just, like, (laughs) (laughs) paid. The body in pain. I was telling you, though, I think think this is hibernation season a little bit. Mm -hmm. Feeling a bit of withdrawal yeah yeah that's i think that's like we d- we were like more in line with with the rhythms of life right now though because it really did feel like that yeah. that party was like it was like right when it's supposed to happen yeah cornucopia and a fall yeah kind of uh there's a lot of energy output yes And you just rest for a while. Yeah. We're headed towards the solstice. Yeah. You know. Darkest time of the year, maybe. And really in like time, time wise, you know, although Minnesota winter, but time wise, you know, like winter's not that long because, you know, just it's gonna, we're going to get to the shortest day of the year. Yeah. And then we're going to be expanding from there. Should I welcome a long winter. I know that. I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to get into seasons discussion, but we're not a pro-summer podcast. I'm happy to get into seasons discussion. (laughs) I think cyclical time archetypes are important. Yeah. Keeps the terror of history at bay. I'm a... I'm a... You can keep, you know... Winter can be whatever it needs to be, but I'm a a pro long spring and autumn kind of guy. Well I don't I agree. I don't want to get into that kind of seasonal talk. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought you were going into. No. No, I mean I I welcome a long long winter of the my uh my friend Sam who passed um he went to this recovery conference in Colorado once with a few of our other friends and they, uh, <clears throat> they have like big speakers at those conferences that are like, you know, like the most sober. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. They're like, I don't know. It's kind of a crazy thing. They're called circuit speakers. So mm. they, they go around to different conferences and talk, yeah. but I guess he, they had a speaker there who was, Talking about how you can have winters, winters in recovery, like winters in your life. Mm. And uh, how sometimes you just got to, you know, wait for the winter to pass. Yeah. And I remember him coming back and being like, yeah, bro, I think I'm in a winter. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know. Somewhere deep down in my heart, I still love you.